Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hello, I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host and founder of Talk Cosmos, where we do not just inspired, but uh, insightful astrological conversations. And today is December 18th, just before the winter solstice, which is a subject for this conversation. And it's with a panel archetypal symbols. And we have a special guest, Israel Ahosi, the president of Astrological Lodge of London. So all of that will follow. Briefly speaking, the winter solstice is when the sun reaches that world point on the axis, the meridian point. All this is astronomy we can learn at zero degrees Capricorn. And Archetypal symbols, well, that will be described too. So we are ready now for archetypal symbols. Thank you. Synthesizing the current archetypal new moon energies through weaving symbol systems, such as Sabian symbols, numerology, Mayan novel energy days, or even tarot, connecting to the astrological data and concepts for planets and cosmos, this is your archetypal symbols panel. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, the founder of Talk Cosmos, an electric evolutionary astrologer, consultant, certified color energy life coach, vice president of the Washington State Astrological Association, member of Kepler Astrology Toastmaster Club, of a Dwarf Planet University diploma and AA with music degree. I love mythology, philosophizing, collaboration. I'm an artist, writer, a perpetual student of life. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, a professional astrologer, intuitive, numerologist, and tarot reader. I'm a certified sacred healing counselor, providing nurturing in-depth consultations for individuals and couples. I'm an author, blogger, speaker, and international Reiki master and teacher. I create safe space in which to explore the deeper patterns of your life to clarify your current circumstances and help you find your best path forward. And I'm Justin Crocodilzi, an archetypal astrologer, teacher, and author. I combine both Western ancient astrology and modern psychological astrology with Eastern Vedic astrology. And I specialize in predictive, electional, and karmic astrology for individuals and couples. I'm a certified aromatherapist and essential oil specialist and an herbalist and I offer remedial modalities of plants for psychological life issues to empower clients with compassionate healing. I also do in-depth astrological research into arcane astrological concepts, focusing on the mystical, occult side of astrology. Eleanor Roosevelt once said, Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and, and today, today is a gift, gift. And, and that's, that's why, why it's called the present. Ta-da! Always. All right. Yes, thank you. And we have Israel Ahosi that you can see on the screen. And for those that do not, that are on podcast, I did find my bio here. Israel has a diploma psychology of astrology. 
completing full honors in psychological astrology at the Center of Psychological Astrology in London with Liz Green. He's a full-time practitioner and teacher of astrology, tarot, philosophical, and esoteric teachings. And Israel combines a traditional medieval psychological and Vedic Jodish techniques to provide guidance, answers, and consultations to students that are both the worldwide and present not well presently currently i'm israel is the president of the astrological lodge of london and many of much of his studies and practices include cosmology mythology occult sciences kabbalah shamanism and divination and his personal URL is sacredplanets.com, and you can always email him at astrologyofthesoul at gmail.com. All that can be found on Talk Cosmos under the fifth season and sixth season bio and information. Thank you. I'm so glad to have you again, always. And I might say Israel is also a member of the Astro Jam that we do quarterly. So hello, Israel, Justin, Liz. Hello. This Hello. Is- Hello. Hey. <laughs> Good to be here. Oh, Great to be back and finishing up again. another year and starting a new one. <laughs> exactly. So I think I'll just leave the comments open here. If anybody has just, without even looking at the charts, a thought about the solstice coming up, or unless you want to look at the. Well, it's like the leaves are all shedded off the yeah. trees around my house now. And so it's time to do that root or under the ground work or inner work. And so it's like, that's the main focus in my opinion. It's true. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. I was just going to say it's what it's that time of year. Um, <clears throat> seems, year seems to have gone quick. Well, for me at least anyway, it seems like it was just a couple of weeks ago we were, uh, you know, analyzing or looking at the uh, winter sources of 2021 um but you know such such is life i guess um uh, but yeah it, it is that time where um it, it's uh, this time of the year is always associated with if you want to say the the endings and new beginnings uh, because obviously uh, you know uh, somewhat a week later we do have the new year also as well which coincides with that um the ancient uh, uh romans uh, um uh, 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 Greeks, Romans had a deity known as Janus, where we get the word January from, that had two faces, one facing left, one facing right, which symbolized, you know, one facing the end of the year and one facing the beginning of the year. So we're kind of at that very, um, we could say sensitive, but very powerful um, <clears throat> a, a turning point where it's the end of the old in with the new. Um, also, it, for us in the northern hemisphere, it's the beginning of that, uh, or, you know, of the of the winter season. Of course, that's the official uh, day of the of the winter season. And um, you know, um, you know, like was said, you know, leaves are dropping off. You know, with you know the you know we you know animals are going into hibernation and you know making sure they've all stocked up their food and they've eaten and they you know they're going into that into that in that to that cold period. Um, which is often also, uh, you know, uh, synchronous or is often used as a, symbolically as um, uh, perhaps maybe one's dying phase of life, you know, uh, sometimes old age. 
which is obviously, uh, you know, uh, we can see where the connection is because the, the zodiac sign that, you know, that begins the winter solstice is, is Capricorn, which is ruled by Saturn. And he's the god of time, the god of age, you know, maturity. Uh, and so we see all of these archetypes at work. Um, so um, it's it's a it's a real powerful moment, and it's a time for us to somewhat consolidate, you know, the year that is coming to an end, uh, but also plant those seeds um, for what is to come also as well. Um, and, and just when we start anything in life, you know, it's never easy. We have to go through that. You know, when a seed is planted, it has to go through that uh, um, a difficult period before something springs up, which will be three months later when we have the autumn equinox uh, and things then start to spring to life. So it's a, a very crucial, very important time of the year. Um, hence why we have the festive seasons. Um, and again, all cultures would have some kind of a, you know, festive, you know, amongst the Jewish people, you know, it's today's the beginning of Hanukkah, um, again, festival of lights, uh, um, for Christians, of course, it's the birth of Jesus, uh, um, uh, you know, so we have, you know, various uh, amongst the pagan traditions in Saturnalia, um, um, you know, so, so many uh, celebrations all throughout the world, throughout various cultures acknowledge this time of the year which is extremely very very important um and uh to to definitely take on board and to um, and to discuss and what can we expect also as well um <laughs> with, with yes. uh, yeah. you know. and you know i would i would agree with everything that liz and israel just said and i think it's really indicative as we're going to see today with this balsamic moon which is you know is it's almost about to reach the sun it's really about kind of turning inward before we we step over the threshold into a new cycle this balsamic moon and of course it's opposing mars and i and you know so there's a so again there's that not necessarily taking action per se but just as more going inward and before we and i think as we're going to see today most of the archetypal symbols are are really supporting this theme i have taken some notes because i love the word archetypes that's generally these energies however i'm realizing that today also has well, it will. When I say today, I'm thinking the 21st because we're talking. This is the 18th, so we're talking about the 21st, which is in three days. But then Jupiter on the 20th ingresses into uh, will have ingressed. Thank you into Aries, and so Mars. This opposition is so powerful in many ways because it's the ruler of Jupiter, which is bringing to seed any direction through our actions, right? We're cutting right, away yeah. from the past and we're going forward. So isn't it interesting how we have this mix of mixed messages really, but necessary. Mm. We're having a balsamic moon yeah. that is inward, yet it is opposing the, the, it's like a last chance to really get it down because following that will be the new moon and then the new year. Yeah. Mm. Oh. And we, and we and we had um i mean uh, um with the last full moon that we had um you know a, a week and a bit ago um you know the moon was uh, that full moon was where the moon was somewhat conjunct mars um mm. so we seem to be it, it seems to be 
and again the, again the the winter solstice is opposing the mars again so uh, there seems to be a, a a strong kind of martian uh, and then you, again you say about again jupiter ingressing you know into aries again so we're getting this very strong martian kind of energy uh you know coming along and we know mars represents mm. you know conflicts and you know fights and wars and struggles and you know drive and motivation so um this may be telling us like you know this is going to be a time where we perhaps need to uh recognize that kind of energy and how we use it and how we direct it for the for the for the new year yeah I, I, and if I, I can and, go ahead and i was going to also add on to that too and i i agree with, with what israel just said and just to kind of add on to that we got that mars and gemini which is really very mental and and at the same time it's not only opposing the moon but it's also opposing the the uh the mercury uh planetary south node in sag so there's this there's this kind of again focusing on what we're what we're uh, thinking and and those goals and what we've got going on you know right yeah i'm glad to hear this extra layer which we haven't even spoken about much except mark jones was with us on the 4th of december and of course he has his book out he's also from the uk and about planetary nodes because nodes yeah. means meeting and it is the, that that orbital path however just to go back to one thought about the martian energy which i always feel strongly about i have north node in aries uh, it is somewhere in my life here and we all have mars of course but it's our causes and what we defend and so i think really because it does obviously well, I say obviously bring up the fact of of conflict potentially, but yet if we step back and consider what are the values for what we're fighting for that we want to, uh, what causes are we defending, you know, on a personal basis, or what? How do we want to become in this action? It helps mitigate the the jump to reflex perhaps of like punch punch because of, of the fighting of course i understand too we're talking on a collective and a personal basis but just yeah. to add that i also like to think of mars as the trailblazer and it's in gemini really mercury our ideas and thoughts so it's like i would imagine that some people are coming up with some ingenious ideas that maybe they don't even realize that they've come up with and we did have um the nuclear fusion this last week so that i mean they've been talking about that for years so that idea has come to fruition now let's have the slides nathan if we can thank you all four of you all four of you yeah. all of us thank you <laughs> excellent all four of us. <laughs> yes exactly I, i'm going to transcribe these and i realize how i talk it's like boy I have to consider this. Okay, here we go. And this for if people that are listening in podcast, we do have a slide showing our URLs, uh, contacts, and that. However, just go to Talk Cosmos because website, it has all of this information too. Okay, zero is a big number. Mm -hmm with many energy energies the sun jupiter 
Ceres, a dwarf planet, and Hygieia, which I just read, has been considered as a dwarf planet too. It meets the qualifications. It's uh, it's and it's a sphere size that was what was holding back. So it's interesting. And well, it has, for the mm -hmm, go ahead, has no beginning or no ending. It's infinite. Yeah. It's just ongoing and. And you can't even know what the potential and possibilities are, but it feels like it has many potentials and possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No. And avoid there's something uh, with zero. It's like it's it's everything but nothing at the same time. Um, um, it's it can be ev everything and or anything. Um, uh, hence why no beginning, no ending, it's, it's, it's infinite. Um, so it's a void, but it's also a void that also encompasses everything also as well. So it's, it's immensely powerful. It is the circle in which everything is inside, uh, but at the same time, nothing as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I like to think of the, the energy of the zero is like anything's possible. You know, and if we look at the tarot, of course, which we're going to in a minute, I, I like to think of it as the aces in the deck because it's it can yeah. it's the whole power of the whole suit. Yeah. And so it's 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 whatever you want it to, to be. It encompasses all. Exactly. Yeah. Excellent. Exactly. Essentially, it's a good number from what I've understood. It's evolution. Here we go. Here's the next. Yeah. Oh, and that's a thought. Liz pointed out earlier that several planets, I mean, four for each the soul system, and we will go to the new moon, are out of bounds. What does that mean? That means that they're outside of this 23.44, or it's 26, actually, of the northern and southern latitudes declination that this where the sun will be directly overhead at any given time, the tropic of Capricorn in the south and the Cap Tropic of Cancer at the north of the equator. For those people that can clue into the astronomical um, denotation. But the fact is, so that means these planets are not, as it said, guided by the sun's any leadership of thought. It's like their energy, pure and real. So we have, and with the They're not necessarily system. following the rules of their normal daily of what they normally attune to, you know, yeah. so that, that's a lot of energy and it makes Mars retrograde and Gemini even that much more powerful. <laughs> yeah. Is it fair to say that they are likely more, if, if, they're, if they're out of bounds, there's something about it that makes them somewhat function maybe out of character in some kind of way that they're, they're not within the rules or the regulations or, uh, you know, they it's almost like they're doing their thing. They're outside of certain rules or bounds in some kind of, so they're not bound to a specific rule or regulation, which they would normally be bound to. Um, so it can make them act or function or manifest uh, maybe a little bit wild, one could say, uh, a little bit unpredictable. There's no kind of, 
yes. telling how they're going to manifest. Yes. Uh, Out-of-bound so, planets can be, yeah. Yeah, so we have for solstice, and, and I think Justin may have something here too, but for the solstice coming up on the 21st, the difference will be Mercury. And then for all, for both solstice and new moon, it'll include Venus and Mars, Pallas Athena, the asteroid. So for the new moon, instead of Mercury, it'll be the moon, and which has been out of bounds for a long time. It goes through a 10-year cycle, I think, and it's in this out-of-bounds cycle, so it will be experiencing quite a bit, which is important. The moon is our story. It's our emotional basis. It's what we create our lives through our habits and memories. Yeah. But along with it will be Venus, Mars, and Pallas Athena. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's potent, isn't it? Yeah. I know. <laughs> Thank you, Liz, for bringing yeah. this up. Okay, so we have tarot card. There's many facets to understand energy. And the fool, the very, for zero. And I found three descriptions that illustrate it because reading the fool, if, it, if he looks to, if the character looks to the right, that's the soul, the, the solar path of the consciousness. If it's to the left, it's the yin of the unconscious direction if it's straight ahead. And also, it's in these pictures, it's depicted as the masculine, the feminine, and, and the then feminine, the gesture. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it incorporates all of it. So it kind of, it kind of reminds me of what Israel was saying later earlier about the, the, our, the, uh, character janice as we know the the mm -hmm. myth there of the two faces and looking either way so i think that was just reminds me of that still the whole thing there when it's like starting a journey or a new opportunity and really not knowing where it's gonna go it's like uh microsoft started in a garage and look at how it grew it's like i don't know if they ever even knew what the potential for it was but it's like or it can yeah. flop or it can flop really fast. I mean, it can be either yeah. way. Yeah, it's opportunity. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Israel. Yeah. Yeah, opportunity. And and just like Justin uh uh um stated earlier on, it's it's like the ace in the in the cards. That's why normally when people are playing cards, the ace can be anything. Um it, it doesn't it's not like oh it's it's it can be anything you want it to be. Um, yeah. That's why when people have aces, and uh, you know, they're playing twenty-one or some blackjack, it's like, well, you got a good hand because you got these cards, these aces that can be anything you want them to be. Uh, they're not limited to anything. So um, yeah, the fool, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, definitely goes into that. And very often, also with the tarot card, the the rider weight one, which we still see the same archetype with many others. Um, there's often uh, an image, obviously, of when it's a, a young person sort of like walking off the cliff, um, uh, which kind of symbolizes, you know, that, the, well, the unknown or the, there's the element of naivety or unknown. You know, you, you're going into this world that's, you know, it's the beginning of a journey and there's no telling what's going to happen or, or where it's going. It's, you know, uh, um, you're in no man's land, uh, so to yes. speak. Um, um, uh, and yes, there is some danger there, but there's also full of potential and full of excitement and full of growth and inspiration and um, many other things that you know that we 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 encounter on our journey through life. Um, so, fool is a very very powerful card. 
And um, consider. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you. And considering, I realize the multitude of planetary energies that are at zero degrees for the solstice, it's so amazing to consider that these energies are all initiating. Because for those that are in the podcast, I'll read these off that we're looking at just as pointers. Very beginnings of one's spiritual journey, opportunity, beginnings, innocence, unlimited potential, leap of faith, follow your dreams, not knowing what comes next, which is just, you know, for those thoughts. Yeah, we, it's how we become, isn't it? It's yeah. really Jupiter in Aries, yeah. particularly. Yeah. It's strong. Definitely. So we have also tarot cards for the sign, and which is Capricorn for the solstice. And it happens to be one that people, of course, get a little shocked about. It's the mm-hmm. devil. But what does that represent? Everything has its power and its it's, it, and it's obstacles that it's of, of, of struggle to to overcome. So here, I'll just read about this quickly and then for comment. Is a devil represents for the positive because we're thinking Capricorn too. Remember this. Drive. Independence because you're your own leader here. And willpower. On the negative, one might have const- restrictions. There's a limit always to the structure and that of Capricorn. It's And materialism, if it, that's the focus mm-hmm. without incorporating spiritual, and temptation <clears throat> as we think. But it's a full, full body. And there's two pictures here. I have the weight, uh, the, the traditional one on the left. And right, then I saw right this, away. Yeah. yeah, and I saw this other beautiful one of the angel uh, Lucifer, with you know so there's many ways to interpret it yeah most definitely the word devil reversed is lived so i always like to (laughs) because i think that's an important it's important and you know we in the rider weight we can see the two individuals with chains around their neck but it doesn't necessarily mean that i mean you could lift that over their head but it's responsibilities. What responsibilities yeah. do we obligate ourselves to? I mean, sometimes we obligate mm-hmm. unnecessarily, but sometimes we do it for the greater good or to even move a project forward or ourselves forward. Yeah. And that's take it. That's the perfect summary there, Liz, being a Capricorn. There. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, you know, and I think Me too. As, as we see in the Sabian symbols, I think this is going, as we get to that, that this is really going to kind of flesh out to where it's really about the right structure and authority as we empower and being empowered as we move into this this new cycle. Yeah. Right structure yeah. and authority. Oh, boy. And restriction could be a, a neutral one because if we didn't have a speed limit, it might get kind of dicey trying to drive around with some people going 20 and some people going a hundred and you know, that could get kind of dicey, but anyway, but I I understand the point. So. And it's for social order, isn't it? In many ways, because come to think of it on the Aries concept, it's like, well, wait a minute, I got it. You know, it's, there's all this self focus, but this, Mm -hmm. in this archetypal in the 10th house at the MC, as we call it, the, there is a social structure. Shall I go to the yeah. next? Okay. Yeah. 
So Sabian symbols, that's another aspect that we encounter to describe the energies. And these are created by clairvoyant Elsie Wheeler in 1925 with the astrologer Mark, that's M-A-R-C, Edmund Jones. And I'll read this off for people for the podcast. A single Sabian single, no, a single Sabian symbol image represents the spiritual essence for each of the 360 degrees of the entire 12 sign zodiac horoscope. Therefore, Sabian symbols offer a spiritual, insightful expression of energies. So looking at this chart, this is the winter solstice chart for December 21st, 2022 in Greenwich, UK, which we could think of as a world chart because that's where time begins is in Greenwich, just outside of London, where Israel's located. And that happens to be at 9.48 and two seconds in the evening, UT time. So what we have is we have a cardinal T-square with all these zero-degree energies that happen to all be in uh, 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 cardinal energies. Then we also have a mutable, that's a T-square. Then we have a mutable grand square where there's four of them, mutable with the Mars, Moon, Vesta, and the ascendant for the world chart. And then to remember, too, that Haumea, which is a dwarf planet, just ingressed Scorpio. It's a 50-year transit. So on November 12th, and it will be until 2050. And Haumea is a Hawaiian goddess of prolific birth and rebirth and the mother of Pele, the only one that she created in as legend the natural way through the womb. All the others are throughout her entire body. And just considering this vast creation, it's a creation goddess. And therefore in Scorpio, it, it, it shows that this rebirth, if we think of it as Pele, is not an easy affair. It's through great duress, but it is that process. And at the moment, a consideration that it's in conjunct that's 150 degrees which doesn't have common territory but there is a larger purpose if we look at it with jupiter that happens to be at zero the aries point of zero yeah, degrees aries so we can look at that as we like yeah and it's time um, for a break oh is it oh, oh thank you all right well with that we will return December 18th with Archetypal Symbols with Justin Crockett, Elsie, Elizabeth, and Israel. Thank you. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Capricorn, ruled by Saturn, the furthest visible planet by the eye. By leaving a cycle based on meaningfulness and truth, Capricorn's energy establishes social boundaries, 
in a structure incorporating rules, authority, and ethics. As a cardinal earth sign depicted by a sea goat climbing from the sea up to the top of a mountain, Capricorn overcomes fears through goals and ambitions to achieve mastery. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga, we cover the world of animals. This week, December 25th, it's Christmas and an encore presentation. Tune in to hear my last behavior teaching show with author Walter Stoffel and Nathan. Listen to catch up or to review because our next live teaching show will be in January. Merry Christmas from Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha, and enjoy the show. Talk Cosmos is celebrating its sixth season and has a special gift for everyone listening to the show. A free mini transit reading from your natal chart. This reading can help you discover your life path forward and make you aware of current opportunities and challenges. Talk Cosmos Kaleidoscope Visions panel invites you to participate in this learning experience and to interact with the astrologers reading your chart in 2023 during the monthly Kaleidoscope Visions show. Schedule your mini transit reading and find more information about the panel at talkcosmos.com. We look forward to connecting with you for a free natal chart mini transit reading during the monthly Kaleidoscope Visions show at 1 p.m. Pacific on Talk Cosmos. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Hi, we're back again. And before we begin, I'd like to ask each one of you have something coming up that you would like to announce. Israel, we'll start with you. Not to put you on the spot here, but do you have, I know that you have Monday, Mondays always with the uh, lectures available at the uh, Astrological Lodge. Uh, well, we, we're on uh, holiday uh, uh, for the meantime for the um, festive period, uh, Christmas and New Year. And um, we will be returning back on January the 16th. Um, and um, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be available. Uh, for we, it's going to be hybrid, so it's both online and uh, in the physical premises. So if anybody is in the London area and wishes to come along, you're more than welcome to uh, do so. Um, all of the information is on our website at www.astrolodge.co.uk. That's www.astrolodge.co.uk. So we will be resuming back to our normal times at seven o'clock uh, on the sixteenth of January. So yeah, um, other and than that's that, it's not much. Yeah. Oh, good. And you tea time. So <clears throat> very good. And also to remind people, 
Talk Cosmos will have Israel's um, contact information. Contact, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. You. yeah, so great, wonderful. And Justin, uh, you're, you have a course I know that you're teaching, and I don't know what else. Yeah, I'm teaching a uh, an astrology course, uh, four month astrology course for some select students, and so mm-hmm. I've got that going on. And then just individual day day to day sessions with clients, and working on a book as well right now. So that's about it. Ooh, that keeps you busy. Can people still join that course or at yes, least contact yeah. you? And they okay. can. Yes, yeah. Wonderful, because I'm sure that'll be insightful. That's the word I need to remember, insightful. It's good. And Liz, Elizabeth, what do you have? I know that you, and I do know a few of these things. You're going to host a community discussion group on the second Thursday of every month as part of the WASA, Washington State Astrological Association. But it's open to everybody, so I'm stealing your thunder. But that and anything else, please share. Thank you. Well, yes, and that's called Astro Chat. And um, our January topic will be Mars Direct. And it's um, 6 p.m. Pacific time. And you can find the link on my website. So you can go to Top Cosmos and find it. Or you can Google Washington State Astrological Association. And I hope they have it on there. <laughs> we'll see. Um, well, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not sure. But yeah, I'm not sure they do that. But um you can do Washington State Astrology Association and probably find it on the Facebook page. I think going to you would be good, if I might say, because I'm on the board with you and we're devising this. And it'll be the first time in January with a different subject that you will uh, host. And it's very exciting. I'm glad. I know that NCGR down in San Francisco does this on the first Friday. It's an excellent idea. But this will be the second Thursday of every month. So... Again, go to Talk Cosmos and you can find Elizabeth's website, A Light Path, and there she has the info. Myself, I will be giving a lecture for the Organization of Professional Astrology on July 23rd about the United States Venus star point natal return. I may have the natal Venus star point return in 2026, which will be zero degrees Scorpio. Thank you. All right. At this moment, we let's get back to our subject. Thank you so much, Nathan, mm-hmm. who mans and helps us. We have here, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go to the Sabians, zero degrees. We have one in Capricorn, Aries, and Libra. And how to, we don't have a lot of time, is it the half hour? So perhaps I'll read them. I know that Liz and Justin understand these a great deal. And, and Israel, I think, I'm not sure about yourself and myself, we, we interpret. Uh, would it be, for instance, the sun and Hygieia right now are Capricorn, and you always go up to the next one, so it's one. And it's an Indian chief claiming recognition and power from the assembly tried. And generally, from what I gather, the keynote is the ability to stand strong, tall, be in charge, and command respect. And Aries, which would be Jupiter, is at one degree. A woman risen out of the ocean, a seal embracing her. And the keynote is 
the old is left behind with a new understanding and awareness coming to light. And the last with series, which is the archetype of claiming our um, what nourishes us, it, which is in the sign of Libra, is at one degree, and that's a butterfly preserved, made perfect with a dart through it. And from what Linda Hill in her Sabian suggests is something vital, beautiful, preserved. So the passing of time doesn't age, decay, and destroy it. It's like an archetypal death being symbolized, a perfection through sacrifice. So Liz and all three of you, comments? on these archetypes of well, how and the word chief also means head so the the leader um so to me it just reinforces the new changes that are about to take place in the new beginnings that you know re reinstates all that in my opinion mm -hmm. yeah nice. justin well you know i i just want to say the 29 degrees sagittarius which is really kind of where what's coming before this into this wow. is really kind of speaks to um uh, our sense of values as we move into this and our sense of power of what we're where we're going to put that our that energy that effort that power and values as we move into a new cycle and and i like how the capricorn first degree here uh, zero to first degree here is speaking about uh, claiming that power. And so I think it's really great that it's it really speaks about empowerment and 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 where we need to set our direction and effort in the new cycle. Yeah. Oh, thank you for adding that part. I didn't. We usually just as a right. commentary to yeah. those that follow our typal symbols, we have prior uh, Sabian symbols. But because of the multitude of this particular right. panel, I right. thank you for that. Israel, did you have a thought? I um, yeah, I'm I'm just very interested in the the zero degrees of Aries, of course, where Jupiter is going to be, and the, the you know the the where it says that you know a woman risen out of the ocean, uh, a seal embracing her, um, the old gets left behind, and the new understanding of awareness comes to light, um, which I feel is quite appropriate for um, you know Aries. You know, being it's the first zodiac sign, it's a fire sign, uh, so there is something there of. There's a clicking. Who's making the clicking? If that we... comes from me, I don't think so. It's, no, it's not. Go ahead, Israel. Uh, yeah. You need to stop. Oh uh, yeah, no worries. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel that that's you know really quite potent to that uh, uh, you know position for Jupiter because um, Aries is that place where the new awareness um, you know is coming to the. Uh, um, you know, is is emerging. It's it's springing up. Um, I'm 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 likening the idea of a woman rising out of the oceans because if we look at the previous sign that uh, before Aries, it's Pisces. So like something coming oh. out of the oceans. It's uh, it's often said that Aries is the zodiac sign that is born out of the waters of Pisces, uh, yes. emerging out of the you know. So this woman rising out of the oceans, I feel is quite um you know um, um, interesting and and perhaps that could be perhaps uh, a, a symbol for uh maybe we're, we're going to be um witnessing uh, you know a, a female maybe perhaps or something of a feminine energy coming to the forefront over the next month or so during you know the the the, the uh, winter 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 period it's um 
quite interesting. Well, it it always, of course, that could represent moon energy. I know Justin wanted, because the moon is so potent in this chart. It's in the grand square. It's opposite Mars. Mars, And for this one, just as the collective here, I'm sharing that I did include seven, eight, nine, and 10. So Justin, maybe you want to incorporate encapsulate this for us a little bit well i always it's interesting it's interesting when i look at that eight degrees and and when i see this in and clients charts it's really about sort of this alchemist the alchemist energy as we move into the new cycle within the depths of the earth new elements are being formed so there's an alchemy a combining of energies as we move into this and and so that's why i see this this moon this balsamic moon is (laughs) before we get ready we're strategizing we are you know we're getting all of our thoughts together it's almost this alchemistic type of energy before we we move over that threshold you know what's fascinating is again always the replication of energies being through different uh, definitions in other words we're we're realizing that we need to come up with a, a balsamic moon that's reflecting before it goes ahead. Here we have psychic gestation. There's the the values that were brought up in order to consider. So generally, I will just read the Sagittarius eights. Well, you had said that within the depths of the earth, new elements are formed, psychic gestation. And nine, a mother leads her child step-by-step up a steep stairway, the keynote social concern. These are with Dane Rujhar, the great mandala of his. Okay, unless somebody had something more, shall we go Mm -hmm. back to our chart? Yeah. Yes. All right. Thank you. Here it is with all the red and blue. So we have the cardinal T-square with the zero degrees, which cardinal means it's going to be an Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. And then mutable, which in this case which are all four, which is yeah. Gemini, yeah, Virgo, Sag, and Pisces, mm-hmm. including the Ascendant. Thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Well, the is at 29 degrees, so the two is partnership, mm-hmm. and the nine is about finishing up and endings, and then it breaks down to 11, so it's leadership, and it's a master number, awakening, intuition. So it's like, to me, it's like we may use, we were finishing up things, but there's this new beginning coming. And it's with all the zero, it's already telling us that there's a new beginning. So it just reinforces that, in my opinion. Where was that that you just began with? I missed that. I'm sorry, Liz. The heavens at 29 degrees. Oh, the yeah. midheaven. Okay, right, that's a yeah. good focus. I see. Yeah. So that goes to 11, goes to a master number, and goes to two. Is that what you're saying? Can you f- repeat that yes, a little bit? Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. two is partnership and duality, and then 11 is a master number and having a step up, lead, um, teach perhaps, intuitive. So it just, and then um, the nine is the ending. So to me, it's just kind of reinforcing that energy of the zero of, starting new things it's like and, adding the extra to that right and, and if i may what comes to mind is us and the higher 
energies of source yeah. that we need to partner with. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to say something that jumps out to me about this chart and is the is that in it that there's that hygia that actually rises right after the sun and zero degrees mm -hmm. there. And and it kind of speaks to um, that the saving symbol after that first one that talks about power and authority, then it's about right use of power and authority. You know, the church, you know, the church uh, windows being blown out or whatever. You know, there's something here about. Uh, with hygiene there, the hygiene of authority and structure as we move mm. on, kind of speaking to what uh, Liz was saying earlier about the right use of, when we looked at that devil card, the right use of that power as we move forward. And I think we're helped in the chart by this, what I always look at first is that ascendant in Virgo. Um, and so there's some element of discernment here and seriousness mm. and logic mm. and reasoning yeah. as we move forward in this. Um, and I've, and one other side note here that that 10 degrees Vesta on the descent is actually on the mid heaven on the USA chart at this particular period of time. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, and I'd like to continue with the seven on the ascendant because seven is um, a reflection and it's seeking truth and knowledge. Yeah. So it's right. like being our best and highest self and doing it in an honest way. Yeah. I could go to, we have the United States chart too, but I, Israel, if you had, because this is the world, this is like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, this is, yeah, yeah, no, I think there's so many things, so many things that could, that I, I'm seeing here. Uh, I'm just adding on to what Liz was saying earlier on about the Midheaven. Um, I, I know this is the chart, it's a collective chart, but we know the Midheaven is like the highest point. So it's also to do with our vocation. And, and our roles in the world and our, our, you know, it can be to do with our public status and stuff like that. But I feel there may be something about it being at 29 degrees, which is not also known as an anoretic degree, where there's a lot of like, come on, you got to finish up, you got to do this, you got to get this done. Mm -hmm. You know, it's coming to the end. Uh, so something there may be showing mm -hmm. us that, hey, guys, look, you've you got to complete this. you got to you look for e on the own, in, in our own individual lives what it is, what is your vocation, what is our vocation, and how best can we, you know, uh, complete that and fulfill that to the best of our ability over in the coming coming year. And, um, and then also the Jupiter squaring the sun, I think also as well, it, it may be letting us know, we know Jupiter's about expansion, it's about... You know, um, you know, making things big is about growth. Is is about that opportunity. So I feel Jupiter is also showing us here that this uh, particular solstice is a time of opportunity for us. Um, Beautiful. But you know, yeah. but it is it is a square, so it may be challenging. Uh, but, but nevertheless, the opportunity is definitely going to go. It's it's there, but we've got to work for it. Is yeah, we can refine it with that yeah, beautiful yeah. ascendant. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Here, I'm going to go and I, and to... I, and, I, and if uh -huh. I may say, I, yes, I, yes. I, I thank you, Israel, for pointing out that square because I think it really highlights the Hygieia. Uh, because right. when we see Jupiter and Aries squaring a sun in Capricorn, both at zero degrees, there's that authority and 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 fight and and effort, and and so it's really I think the Hygieia informs us yeah. what what to pay attention to with that square. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here and we this go. This is like the start of the new year chart because planets are already ingressing into new signs and. 2023 will follow with Mars going into Cancer, 
Saturn yeah. going into Aquarius and Pluto, or uh, Saturn going into Pisces and uh, Pluto going to, into Aquarius. Aquarius, right. Well, here it is for the United States at Eastern time, which is right. Washington, the District of Columbia, to represent the nation. And the right. reason I brought this up for today is because, interestingly, the Ascendant is also a cardinal point. So it swaps out. Wow. has the same as the world, but here the cardinal is the grand square and the uh, moon is is the is not the the on the ascendant like for the yeah. world but so they have both they have the they swap out the t square the which would be mutable and then the grand square That's with good. the yeah. zero degrees yeah so it's fascinating yeah and that cardinal Another, energy is all about initiating and starting things. So it's like exactly awesome yeah. that we have this amazing energy to support us all to make changes. And mm -hmm. yet I did realize, and I added lots of these different, for those that are looking at the YouTube, different colors, fill them in. So if you follow the colors here, I think it helps because Hamea at zero degrees Scorpio, which will last at, because it's a 50-year cycle, it's going to be at zero degrees for some period of time, yeah. is in an inconjunct 150 quincunx, as they call it, with Jupiter, the Aries point, so, which, and of course, they both have, they share Mars as traditional rulership. Yeah. So this rebirth process that we're initiating with the Jupiter for this year, as it well, it's not even a full year. It's going to race right through Aries. Is going to have a bit of a struggle to make that rebirth, to make it on a broader terms. Like, what really are our, what are we, what are our causes and the values for those causes? With yeah, and you know, I I like to just to point out the whole concept of this zero degrees. Uh, cancer on the ascendant and the Sabian symbol, of course, is that what on a ship, one flag lowers and then another one takes off and or is, is raised. So it's about reorientation. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some type of reorientation for for us at this point at, in the cycle. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that it involves the moon and, of course, the moon there is in this powerful opposition and T-square with our hearths, our very hearth. Let's yeah. lead on, it's so potent. Here we have, okay, oh, what did I do? Did I lose us? Oh no, it can't be that late. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> oh, well, all right, we did a lot. The new moon will mm -hmm. be on the 23rd, folks. And in fact, maybe I can just put those in real quick. So that those people, if I, sometimes navigating this thing is like, oh my gosh, oh, that's not what we want. Here we have, um, okay, there's the new moon, one degree Capricorn, and it'll be at, okay, and also we have the two degree Capricorn sun moon, Hygieia, which is uh, about love, and, and we also have the eastern American one. Right. So there we are, folks. Thank you, Justin, Crockett, Elsie, Elizabeth, Mouchette, and Israel Ahosi. 
the new year begins. We will return. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. See you next time. All right. Yeah. Thank you you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway. 